So we're halfway through May, and it seems like summer is finally upon us. I mean, we live in Montreal, and you know how cold it gets here. So when the summer comes around, it's always nice to have a certain rotation or playlist or even album that you can reference to once the weather starts getting nice. So guys, in this episode, we're going to be going through our summer rotation, the best music, the best albums, songs, whatever the case may be yes, sir. for the summertime season. It's gorgeous outside. The vibes are absolutely immaculate. But just before we dive in, guys, if you could leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, or Apple, that would mean the world to us. And if you guys are enjoying this episode, please guys tune in every single Tuesday. It's going to be a blast going through the summer with you guys and covering the hottest music and even explaining our rotations. But going back to this, I mean, the summer is fucking awesome, man. Who doesn't like the summertime? It's gorgeous. Barbecues, the parties, um, the nightlife in Montreal and all over the world is absolutely gorgeous. A lot of festivals going on too, bro. Absolutely. Like everyone is also in a more, I would say, free-spirited type of energy because... They have time off from work or from school or whatever it is. So it's definitely a nice time to be listening to music because you're also more outdoors, I feel like, when it comes to the That's summertime. So when it comes to like sort of forming the best rotation for this, I'm looking for music that's colorful, that feels bright, that feels uplifting. That has a nice bounce to has it. Has like a lot of party vibes as well. I feel like that's a component that needs to be there. But I didn't want to bring in like any of the obvious albums. You know, we could have spoken about something like Astral by Travis Scott, which is one of my favorite summer or albums. Like a GKMC, you know, like there's the obvious ones. That's but it. I feel like I have had these projects on rotation in the summers. And, you know, even going back to previous summers, I feel like there's always like a track list to my life or there's something that yeah. kind of represents that season in a specific way so what are you looking for besides let's say the bounce you know is it let's say a certain type of mood that fits the late night drives while you have the windows down there's a nice breeze outside or let's say you're outside playing soccer and you want to put the mini speaker on and you want to get into the groove like what were you looking for yeah you know? i would say i'm just looking for you know music that again feels super bright and that relates to whatever i'm doing you know what i mean if i'm at a party i want to hear shit that has a big bounce and that has some catchy hooks or whatever it is just shit that sort of fits the environment or fits the scenario that I find myself in. That's Absolutely. really what it is. But what did you bring in for the first recommendation? Today? All right. So my first recommendation for today, I'm going to throw this back all the way to 2006. This is Nelly Furtado's Loose album. And what's crazy about this project is that I feel like going back to 2006, I was super young, but I remember everyone on my street bumping this album because back when I used to live on Pierre Bayajon, you know, my old house where we obviously grew up and spent a lot of time. Um, I had a lot of neighbors and I was a friends with a lot of my neighbors and we used to do like these huge like kind block of block parties, parties kind of okay. you know where all the neighbors used to come together go over for drinks all the kids used to play together and this album actually released in that month of june so regardless if you bought the cd or if you were listening to the radio you could not escape this track list and I still feel like you can't because you still go into the club and hear songs like Promiscuous with Timbaland and it still knocks as hard like close to 20 years later. But what I love about this album is that there are so many different tracks you could reference to for different types of moods, whether it be something like Promiscuous that's a bit more of a club-friendly hit, has a lot more pop you know, sort of material within it than something more like Maneater that's you know a lot more on the seductive side of things but you know gets you in sort of a groove. And then even something like Say It Right, which is my favorite song on the album and the one that I grew up loving the most and you're just sort of like in this bouncy vibe where it sounds really nice on the car speakers and what's cool about this album too is that this was one of Nelly Furtado's first times ever linking up with Timbaland and the way that that came up together was that Jimmy Iovine was the CEO of Interscope Records and he wanted Nelly to be able to link up with a producer that could give her sort of a bounce and a different sound and she was trying to go mainstream with this album and Timbaland had just did 
um, I believe, Get Your Freak On with Missy Elliott, yeah. and that was super successful. And Jimmy Iovine wanted to kind of replicate that for Nelly, and obviously that was a smash hit. You have some of the biggest songs on this album that go hand-in-hand hand with Nelly, and she's obviously a Canadian legend. This album was also, well, it was also partially recorded in Toronto, which is super cool, and she actually learned how to rap in Toronto. I'm not sure if you ever knew that. I was. Is really, she really rapped, though? Like, I yeah, feel like I never album, heard like a, a rapping performance from Nelly you, If you go through something like Promiscuous, she does have verses. Really? In the on she Promiscuous have, Girl, I feel yes. like... I mean, it's not rapping. It's like it's quick. melodic rapping. It's I'm telling yeah. you, it's there. It's really there, and Somewhat. you can hear it. Like it's the fine line of like rapping and melodic singing. So yeah. that's why I, really I just I never it. viewed her really as a rapper. But I mean, yeah, going back to what you were saying, it's crazy. Almost 20 years later, it's still getting that club play. It's still shit that I'm familiar with. But I feel like a lot of people from like this new generation still have to be put on to to Nelly Furtado and, uh, you know, all the big hits that she had back in the day because I feel like she's not as relevant as some of, like, other pop stars from, like, the 2000s era. Yeah, you know not only I mean? that, but, like, Madonna's Ray of Light was actually a massive influence for this album. So if you guys are into Madonna's music, um, you could find similarities within the track list itself. And, I mean, what's cool about this is that it's just a fun album. You know, like, when you're in the summer, either if you're at a barbecue or if you're taking someone out on a date or, you know, if you're, let's say, even just really chilling. Really promiscuous or, girl as the pickup song. No, but put on Say It's Right or whatever it is with some Timbaland <laughs> bounce. And, you know, you got the vibes the going. The Timbaland executive produced the whole thing, by the way? I'm not sure. Let me check that That'd out, be interesting. Um, the executive producer on this album hold on it producers um d'angelo lester mendez neil pog um no i don't believe it's really interesting just because when i when i think about like a lot of like pop artists from the 2000s like anelli Furtado or gwen stefani i only really know them for like their hit songs and like their radio songs so i gotta like do myself that homework of like actually going through catalogs and seeing if there's uh if there's valuable records. Go back, there, like, you know? listen, I'm a grown man, and I find myself singing along to Nelly Furtado's lyrics. It's a bit in the sus, car. but I mean, yeah, yeah I'm it, cool it is what it, it is. Yeah. Promiscuous girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm not supposed to be necessarily singing those lyrics, but fuck it, you know. Let's throw on some Nelly Furtado and get the day going. So it's actually an album I've had in rotation this week. I actually posted up, say, it right on my story. That's fire. What's crazy is that I got a lot of DMs and replies of people saying, like, "This is a fucking classic. This is really yeah. a classic," and it's up there. I mean, it reminds me of my childhood, and it reminds me of a good time of my childhood. Like those summers when you were a kid felt different do you feel now that you're older that the summers don't necessarily hit the same or well, like yeah. you don't look forward it, to it because when you're older i mean you're pretty much working all year round but when the summertime bro like i used to literally like have a countdown on my fridge of how many days were left till the end of school and I would just be like fucking running home that last day, bro, ready to hang out with friends and just like you remember have that, that freedom, day? bro. I never felt freedom in my life like I did when I was a kid in school. And That's it was very the end true. Of school. Remember those last days at Eastill when we were in elementary school? And then after that, I used to get to end off on like that one day. Like that was probably one of the best days of my best life. Best feeling ever, bro. Like that shit was unmatched. Um, but let me go on to my next recommendation. And I have Milky Way by Boz. And this is actually Fire his album. most recent album. It dropped in 2018. And... It's cool just because I didn't actually like experience this in college because 2018 was when I was sort of in college, but I was kind of late on this album. I probably only picked it up maybe in 2020, just a couple cool. of years ago. Um, but this is one of those albums that sort of focuses on new beginnings for Boz, but also feels like he's going on like this romantic vacation as he sort of like travels the world 
when he's going on his tours, when he's traveling to different cities. And you get this sort of feeling that he's exploring different genres and different cultures through the music. Um, one song that I feel like really puts you in that summer vibe. Boca Raton. Boca Raton is definitely up there, bro. I mean, this is a song where he's literally rapping about traveling to like this part of Florida where there's a big party culture and he has a fling with this girl and he's sipping on like Patron cool tequila. Yeah, you're having fun while listening And there's to also this. like this Caribbean dance music being sampled. So besides this being like a more or less rap dominant album, there's a lot of danceable rhythms to it, which Absolutely I find super exciting. Not only that, but one special song for me is actually the intro, which is called Icarus. And this is also more of a, I would say, R&B rap fusion because you do have Ari Lennox who sort of paints this picture of a beautiful summer day. She's singing about trees blossoming and sort of her experience with nature and her like gentle singing, I would say, loosens up the song and you just have a cool balance between her singing and Baz's rapping. Um, but yeah, I think that what's also cool about this track list is the fact that not a lot of people know this, but J. Cole produced nearly the whole album, bro. That's cool, yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Like, yeah, he, I knew he obviously did Tribe, which is like the biggest hit record off of the album, which is another great example of bringing in other cultures. You have like this sample of these Latin strings that, again, make you want to get up on your feet, bro. And I think and, I made and that's, it. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like, that's such a vibe. It was even in the FIFA soundtrack. I, that was a cool FIFA, too. You know what's cool about this album, too? The hooks are super strong. Like, amazing, Even bro. going back to Boca Raton, I'm in Boca Raton. And, like, you even have ASAP Ferg that comes through, and he's like, the weather in New York is killing my vibe, so I had to meet up Buzz and chill in Boca, which was really cool, too. Like, the back yeah. and forth and the chemistry throughout the album I, also feels super loose and well-connected. Absolutely. And he's rapping about, like, going to Japan and just going to different places across the States. And you really feel like you're traveling with him and I feel like again this is a perfect album if you're you know going to different places you've never been to before getting different cultures being implemented into the sounds that are going on with this album is beautiful because it's sort of like I would say more trap leaning in terms of like the drum patterns but again you have all these different samples and cultures that are being implemented throughout so definitely a great album you guys should check out if you haven't already just because Baz is so underrated, bro. Like, listening to these songs, I'm like, how didn't these become hits, bro? Like, stuff like Tribe, Boca Raton, songs like Purge. They're fucking amazing. And he's they have really good that at, mainstream yeah, appeal. They do. You he's know? really good with his hooks. And he's actually really good with that fir- like that perfect blend, like we were talking about it with Nelly Furtado, like, of singing and rapping. He lays down really nice melodies. And I feel like it adds to his accessibility factor. So it will be an easy track list to get into if you guys are not familiar um, with Bonds. But let me ask you something. What's your favorite, like, summer vacation you've ever taken? You My know? favorite summer vacation I've ever been on? I mean... Fuck, I, I barely remember it, but I do remember like certain key moments when I was uh, with my family. It was my uncle's wedding in Italy, and we had oh, done nice. Sicily, we had done Rome, and we had gone all over the place. How I old just, were you? I was five, bro, but I still have memories of like having a scoop of granita, bro, like overlooking the Amalfi Coast and just like really cool memories. Um, buying like soccer jerseys. I had like an old Totti jersey when he played for Roma. I got like Juventus caps. Like I was still in that phase of exploring like Italian soccer and. Um, yeah, it was cool to, to, to be there with the whole family and uh, be in Europe, bro. It was the only time I was ever in Europe. So that's one that stands out for me, even though I was a fucking kid and I barely have. How about Hawaii? How was Hawaii? Yeah, Hawaii was beautiful, bro. Like, that's probably up there with my favorite vacations. Um, the best beaches in the world, bro. I remember going to Lanakai Beach, all white sand, literally nobody else but us, bro, but, but my family, my brother and my parents. Um, that was magical, bro. 
that and was, the that culture crazy, there, eh? everybody's so laid back and chill. No one's bothering when did you. you. Go? Like 2013, we were 13 years old, maybe. Yeah, 2012 or 2013. And what type of music were you bumping on that vacation? Do you remember? A lot of like old Hawaiian music, bro. A lot of like really? tribal, okay, cool. tribal stuff. I would say. That's awesome. That was a legendary one. But what about you, though? What's your favorite like summer vacation? You've summer been on? vacation that I've ever taken. This is a very good question. And what were you playing on that summer vacation? Well, I had a two and um, one there. Man, I, I mean. Funny enough, I didn't take a lot of family vacations in the summer when I was a kid. I mean, we used to do like a lot of stuff like Wildwood. We used to go to to the pier. I used to go to Myrtle Beach um, with my aunt and uncle. Um, Orlando was special as well, too. We went to Disney for a summer. That was really fun. I was bumping a lot of Calvin Harris, actually. Um, all jokes aside, because that was like the rise. Calvin Harris is fucking great for the summer. We'll like, be speaking more about Calvin Harris yeah, in my I'm sure, list. Yeah, I'm sure you brought in one of his studio albums and probably not his newest one at that. But I mean, uh, regardless, though, I, I really liked family vacations in the summer because they were kind of scarce, you know, as a whole. Like, we didn't go every single summer. What so. about the Cuba one? I'm sure you, you had some uh, fucking some nice tune there. Uh, that, that was okay. January. But it sort of feels like summer, right? Because it's fucking gorgeous. You're on a beach. Like. That was honestly one of the nicest vacations I've ever taken. And I was bumping uh, Mac Miller circles for that whole vacation. I used to wake up yeah. because it dropped that weekend. Not the biggest summer vibe, I would say. No, but, but it's just relaxing, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like w When you're bumping songs like, let's say, um, Right, for example, when you wake up in the morning and you're walking on the sand with a beer and a cigar at like 10 in the morning, like you would never do this at your house or else... People would look at you like, are you fucking crazy? Like, <laughs> go go to a meeting or something. You can't start off your day like this every morning. But I mean, I would start off my morning and take walks on the beach. There's nothing wrong with day drinking, though. I feel like if it's a nice day and, like, there's a celebratory occasion, bro. Well, I mean, starting off your morning at 9 a.m. with a beer and a cigar may not be, like, the healthiest option. No, it's day, not the best you know? regimen, bro. But I mean, but listen, that's what I was every doing. now and then... Eh, yeah, you'll do it. I'll do it, bro. Yeah. I, I'm not necessarily like a like a beer guy alone. You know, I like to have a beer with the boys, but yeah, I, I feel like that. A, a nice bottle of wine is more of a high five. But yeah, I was bumping a lot of Mac Miller Circles. Um, honestly, that's probably the only album that I could really remember Interesting. Um, from that vacation. But okay, let's keep going on with this. My next recommendation is actually The Waters by Mick Jenkins. And Fire. I've always wanted to talk about this album in depth on the podcast. I never had the chance to do so, but... Going through this episode, I was like, okay, what am I bumping on a regular basis throughout the summer? And this is an album that constantly comes into rotation because when I was doing the FedEx deliveries um, back, I think, in, what, 2022 we had started, right? Late 2021. Something like that. Yeah, 2022. This was the album that I'd be playing constantly. And not only that, but this is one of my favorite albums to play for a late-night drive. It was one that I was considering for the previous episode, but I'm like, no, this is more for, like, my summer late-night drives where you're playing on stuff like jazz or vibe or the waters, and you're like, whoa... This is fucking crazy. And it's actually a really nice concept album where water is a direct metaphor for the truth. And that's what Mick Jenkins kind of references throughout the entire track list. And there's so many different metaphors of, you know, choosing your own path and being truthful with your soul and yourself over, let's say, the golds and the riches. And that's kind of like the total experience. Not only that, but a portion of this album was actually made in Montreal. Um, you have a song like Montreal in there. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, like, it puts you directly on the scene. So, I guess that kind of has extra weight from you when I'm judging the album. Album, he and actually like, wow. has a lot of ties to Montreal. Like he even works a lot with like Planet Giza, which is a group from here. Not only that, a lot of Catronada. Yeah, Catronada well. too. Like he, he really enjoys Montreal, and that's what I find cool is that it feels like a Montreal summer throughout the album and that's cool for me because not a lot of rap albums from let's say the states pay homage to montreal and this is a key factor within the track list itself and if you want fantastic breezy production you have that throughout the album if you want complex rhyme schemes you have it throughout the production as well but the complex rhyme schemes don't necessarily make the album non-accessible because you do have a lot of different rhyme schemes where 
McJenkins is kind of formatting and organizing everything in super organized structure, but a lot of it is still very loose. It feels like almost, you know, open word, for example. And that's what I really like about this track. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. I mean, I always viewed it more as like a late night drive album, never put it into the summer context, but yeah, I could see it fucking bumping in the oh, summer. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And not only that, hold on. Why am I getting this notification on my computer? Yeah, fun fact. McJenkins made sure to drop the waters and waves on rainy days. That's when he was waiting hmm. to drop those songs as singles. And I always found that kind of a cool play. And I also, I like rainy days in the summer. I feel like it's actually a really nice nah. component. I promise no, you. No one thinks of like rainy days for the summertime. I like, do I, like I, it. Unless you live in like Florida, bro. Like I don't think that that's like part of like the summer sort of like, I know no you know one thinks I mean? about it, but they're needed. In I order guess. to enjoy those sunny yeah. days, you need to have like you a nice calm rainy and days. And what's nice about the rainy days in the summer is that it might still be humid outside. It's a bit warm. So like you could just chill out on your porch if you have like a nice cover. It's a really nice ambiance. I like rain in the summer, but not too much. Like, yeah. I, like I would say like, like, like being out on your porch, I want to watch a fucking sunrise or a sunset. I'm not trying to like hear it's fucking nice. rain come down hard as fuck, you know? I love rain. It helps me go to sleep. It's chill. Like, it helps me go to sleep. Like the rain makes me go to sleep. It's not like I, I wake up and be like, "Oh, it's raining today." Okay, I got to give you outside today. No, you know but it's I mean? nice though. Sometimes I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's relaxing at times. But it um, is. interesting choice. Next up, I'm gonna change the tune a little bit and bring in some Afro beats. I have "If Orange Was a Place" by Thames, and mm. I feel like I might have mentioned this at one point on a live stream or something, but I haven't really spoken how much I love this album, especially for the summer vibes. And speaking about um, this project, it's actually not an album; it's an EP. And Thames put it out in September of 2021. So, like, right after she had that hype with Fountains off of CLB, she decided to put out this project. And it's interesting just because, yes, her name started to, you know, to, to buzz around this time. But it wasn't really until Wait For You that she had that big explosion. So, I was able to find this before she really went as mainstream as she is now. And um, it's called If Orange Was A Place. And to me should have been called if orange was an album just because listening to this album you really feel the sunny the bright instrumentals you have an amazing mix i would say of afro beats and r&b especially on a song like found with brent fiaz which is sort of the slower jam where you have these gentle guitar plucks you get these vibrant summer bangers also like replay on this track list which i absolutely love and it's just, it's lighthearted music that's super relaxing to listen to because her pace is steady, but it's very calming, bro. And it just sort of feels like her words are carrying over you like a wave, bro. Like it really puts you in this vacation and this tropical sort of feeling and mood. Not only that, but you have these ear caressing bass lines on songs like Avoid Things. You also have a jazz influence on replay. You have groovy per percussion on a song like Vibe Out. And a lot of these like Afrobeats albums, I feel like people go into them more for the vibe. You know, people will play them in the background the same way that you would play Honestly Nevermind in the background, right? Mm -hmm. um, but with this, if you actually go through the lyrics, she's getting super deep. She's getting introspective. She's singing about finding herself, self-discovery. She's singing about love, about working through tumultuous relationships. And I just find that really interesting, bro. But more than that, it's just you're getting these punchy and colorful textures all throughout the soundscape and bro like her vocals are so rich bro Thames, like Thames she is one of the voice. best vocalists in the game and it feels like when she's singing she's using her whole chest bro to emit her words like it's a whole different vibe and i it feel is a like different vibe. this is probably because it's only five songs and 20 minutes it's something that i have like on every week in the summertime at least last summer that's what it was for me bro really everywhere i went bro like this was something that would come How about on. for car music absolutely for car music bro. okay cool
I haven't gone through this song. It's just it, it puts you in this positive fucking zone, bro. I love it. I really yeah, love this like EP. Yeah, like when you're when you're in the summer, you kind of want to be loose and free spirit. Like you need some stuff that's gonna tune the soul and sort of give you a different type of energy. And EPs are actually perfect for the summer as well, just because you get your quick fix wherever you need to go. And even let's say like walking around or taking a walk, like I do that sometimes over here, where I'll go down to Gwen and like there's the whole like. Um, like, like you can see the waterfront of the Rivadipiri. See the river, here. yeah. Absolutely. And like I'll always have like some Anderson on or even um, let's say some old Marvin Gaye. Like Fire. it's really nice just to create a nice ambiance for the summer. But do you feel like there's certain artists that make better summer music than others? Certain artists that make better summer music. I mean in hip hop or just in general? Just in general. I mean, yeah, I think that there's definitely artists that like target their sound to to be best for the summer vibes. I mean, I think that another thing too is that it depends on the genre. You know what I mean? Like a lot of hip-hop, at least mainstream hip-hop, is darker in nature. When you go to Afrobeats or you go to something like funk music or R&B music, like, those sometimes lean towards the summer vibes. Absolutely. But in terms of artists, yeah, Anderson Paak comes to mind. Pharrell comes to mind as well. Um, Daft Punk make a lot of great summer hits. Um, what about you? Any artists that come to mind? Um, old Avicii. Avicii. A lot of be, a lot of house music. For yeah, sure. a lot of house music used to be in rotation. Bob Marley. Um, a lot of reg- reggae. Uh, a lot yeah. of reggae as well. Um, going back to even uh, Peter Tosh. I've spoken about him on the podcast as well. But yeah, it depends what I like. But I like your selection. But let me go. Also, on to let me ask you one. this before you move on yeah, to your next recommendation. It. Do you feel like your favorite time to be around music and to listen to music on your own or with people is the summer or is like? Does that not even like weigh a factor in it? No, it doesn't really weigh a factor okay. in it. Because like example, I love the winter for listening to music. True. I really love the winter for listening to music, especially in Montreal, because the snowfall gets heavy here and like sitting downstairs here in the studio while I do work. Um, we have the window over there and you just see all the snowfall. It's gorgeous. And I'll put on some like Frank Sinatra, let's say, or some jazz and the vibes are absolutely immaculate. Not only that, but you have like Christmas and New Year's, which are like amazing occasions to fucking listen to music with the fam or friends. And also in the winter time, you don't have many options to like go places when you're hanging out. Oftentimes, like at least for us, we're in cars, bro. So like the music is just it's, it's always in, yeah, it's, it's always the, in constant rotation. Chilling, so absolutely. So listen, let me go on to my next recommendation, and I'm gonna go back to June of 2017. I actually I tried to choose some albums and some projects that were dropped in the summer, just so like we could kind of encapsulate. Uh, is that how I say it? Encapsulate. Excuse me. Encapsulate a certain time and moment in time. And this is pretty girls like trap music by two. Oh, chains. I was debating putting yeah, this one and, in and there. I wanted to bring this in because going back to 2017, this was a huge fucking album for us. I mean, songs like 4 a.m. Good drank it's a vibe i mean so many great singles off of this album and the feature list is absolutely stacked and you're gonna find some of my favorite artists let's say in peak form on this track list whether it be quavo or travis scott and um what's cool is that um this album actually got like a sick like wide critical acclaim like i believe metacritic has it at like an 8.2 really i swear to god this is my favorite two chains album like i feel like it beats anything else he's ever done and and what's cool is that like two chains also spoke about the inspiration of the album before it came out and said that he wanted this to be his most mature album in writing and you can maybe find that on certain tracks but man like when you're in the summer and it's sunny outside and you put on it's a vibe and you get to that ty dollar sign hook 
bro i don't think anything hits as hard i'm being completely yeah, honest with blue you. cheese with migos bro that one is so underrated that, who has the excerpt at the end of it uh, i can't remember saying, like, telling quable to keep going I, i'm not sure i haven't bumped that one in a while but yeah you have so many great tracks off of this album you guys could go on to obviously uh blue cheese or even good uh, good drink with gucci main and quavo uh 4am with travis scott you guys obviously know all of that um poor fool with sway lee's pretty good Honestly, I thought the Drake uh, the Drake song would be probably bigger with big amount. It's not necessarily one of the biggest. I don't even remember tracks. that song to be honest. Yeah, it's because most of the tracks that end up carrying this album is "Good Drink," "4 A.M." Um, and it's a vibe. And yeah. it's a vibe. And honestly, you guys could probably just get through the track list with those three songs. To be quite honest with you, but yeah, 2017 was a very special summer for us because we finished high school, and uh, going back to high school, it was super fun to. Uh, just kind of have our freedom like that for the first summer, you know? Like, we did our first ever chalet up north um, that summer, and that was super cool. What else did we do for the first time? First that's, time in 2017. Go, go back to 2017 summer. Like, what were some highlights for you, let's say, right out of high school? I'm trying to think. There was a lot of parties, bro. I just remember a lot of house parties. Yeah, there were a lot of cool house parties. I, Who had house parties I, in 2017? I don't you know. Shout <laughs> on the you don't want to shout out any on the podcast? What do you got? 2017. Actually, Mike I mean, Charla's house party was in 2017. Mike Charla's, um, yeah. And that's some other people for sure. Uh, for we have sure. some good memories. <laughs> we have some sure. crazy memories from uh, tw- 2016 and 2017. 2016 was cool too. And I feel like 2016 summer as a whole is probably like the most celebrated summer for music when it comes to like our generation. Um, but I didn't even bring any. I didn't really think back to like, Do oh, I have 20, a 2016 album. Because 2016, you had like The Life of Pablo that came out, but that was earlier in the year. You had Malibu by Anderson. Like, there was a lot of like big fucking drops, bro, that year. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah. Speaking of 2017, yeah, bro, it was definitely like one of the funnest summers we had, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, speaking of like embodying that whole summer aura, the next song that I brought in definitely does that, and it feels like summer by Childish Gambino. Oh, incredible! Song. And he released this in the summertime, believe it or not. And what's cool too is that like obviously the song's a little bit on the money. It's called "Feels Like Summer," but it's still one of my favorite summer songs by any hip hop artist. Like I feel like mm. it's one that um, is really just. You know, it embraces that whole summer vibe. I mean, even if you go through the production of that track, like you hear like kids sort of shouting in the background and it feels like you're taking a walk in the street on a summer day. Not only that, but you have this sort of mid-tempo, sort of like tranquil beat that's playing. Um, You have Childish Gambino who's changing his tone throughout the song. He's laid back. Other times he's sort of screaming on the mic. And what's cool too is that as the song progresses, it feels like you're moving from summertime to wintertime. So you almost have like that seasonal change as a vibe throughout it. Um, not only that, but it's super deep lyrically, bro. Like he's sort of singing about like how the crime rates spike in the summertime. He's also singing about like how catastrophic climate change can become at a certain point. Like that's what I love about songs like these. And like what a, what a lot of like Childish Gambino's music does is that you can appreciate it just for the vibe that it gives out, but it also has those extra layers of having that mature subject matter woven in. And um, I still remember the, the music video to this. Did you ever watch it? I never watched the music video. It's no. really cool, bro. You have like fucking 30 cameos of different rappers and it's all like an animation. It's all like oh, cartoons, cool. bro. You have to watch that music video. I will. A big Fire. summer album for me too. You know, I didn't bring this in as one of my recommendations was actually Oxymoron by Schoolboy Q. I remember back. Interesting. Like, okay. That was a big summer album for me and my cousin. I mean, we used to go play basketball at Cipriani and like we used to bring the mini speaker and uh, just what a time with that album. It was absolutely incredible. It's funny just because I feel like not a lot of gangster rap albums 
define like summer music to me, but G Funk does. You know yeah, what but I mean? I mean, like, what's cool about Oxymoron is that you could dive in, and I used to go to a lot of house parties with my cousin, like, around the 2014, 2015 time, and, you know, you had songs on there, um, like, let's say, a Collard Greens, or even, like, a Man of the Year, and, man, the parties used to be absolutely fucking bumping, and you're listening to a top-quality lyricist like Schoolboy Q. He would, he had that perfect accessibility factor to him, which was crazy. But um, speaking about a summer song, let's talk about Summer 16 by Drake, actually. Oh, Take okay. a little trip down memory lane, and this actually dropped in January. So it's not technically a summer song by definition because it didn't drop in that time of the year. But what's cool is that this was a lead-up to what would happen that season and what would happen in that summer of 2016. And... This kind of started the whole term, actually, you know, which is pretty crazy. Summer 16. And basically throughout the entire song, um, Drake is fucking addressing anyone and everyone he can. Everyone from Jay-Z to Kanye to Tory Lanez to anyone and everyone, you know. And this is one of my favorite Boy Wonder productions as well. Um, it was also co-produced by uh, Q Beats and 40. And you're getting this super dark and malicious Drake throughout the entire track list. And... I feel like this is one of his most underrated singles ever. Like Bro, when you want to talk it's about one like, of his best songs of all time, I don't care. This it's is one really of my favorite Drizzy songs I've ever listened to. Oh, this this verse all you here. boys in the new Toronto want to be me a little. Oh yeah. my god! Tell goodness. Obama that my verses are just like the whips that he they, and they, they bulletproof. Bullet what like a bar! Yeah, bro. like starting off his verses with this type of wordplay is absolutely incredible. And I, I just I love this for the summer, man. Like everyone goes towards like passion fruit, and obviously those are fantastic. Even blend because those fit the summer vibes a bit more. Let's be realistic. About it, like yeah. I, I love summer sixteen, but like, but the summer is also a big improvement time for me. Like I'm, I'm in my zone. Like I'm, like I'm happy. I'm down. Like I'm really down to go with it. And summer sixteen puts you in more of like aggressive sort of mode where you're like vicious. Yeah, I, I got to do my work, and nothing you know or anyone is gonna stop me from getting there. So yeah, I just thought I'd bring that in as like a little shout out, just to build off of what you were saying about a good yeah, summer song. Absolutely, that's a fucking banger, bro. And like I said, it's one of those Drake songs that, in my own personal like top ten favorites. I think it might just crack it, but let me go on to an album that I was mentioning before, and it is a Calvin Harris album. It's Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1, and it's just so crazy to me that when I think about hip-hop and summertime music, it took an EDM producer, mostly known for EDM and pop, to make like the perfect like summer hip-hop compilation album, and that's what he achieves here, bro. Like If you go through this album, what's cool is that it feels modern, but it has like that 80s funk disco mm -hmm. sort of feeling to it gives you these tropical vibes and you have a star-studded fucking cast, bro. You have Snoop Dogg on here. You have Pharrell. You have Big Sean, Travis Scott, Migos. And this is everything... Frank Ocean. Yeah, this is everything that a DJ Khaled album should be. Absolutely. Literally, bro. Concise track list. Only 11 songs. It fits to a specific mood Let me pull and vibe. Um, and what's crazy is that obviously... I think it's 10 songs, by the way, not 11. But nonetheless, I think what's cool is that, like, besides the obvious picks, like Slide, which is amazing, obviously. That's, like, the ultimate summer banger. You even have songs like Feels. But when I first heard Schoolboy Q rapping over a funky disco beat, bro, on Cash Out, without sacrificing, like, a signature gangster yeah, flow, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, That's bro? A like, crazy what alternate song. reality am I living in here? But, like, this sounds fucking perfect. So to get people out of their comfort zones and also... Make collaborations that on paper don't sound like they would work well. For example, let me go check this out. Um, on a song like Holiday, bro, you have Snoop Dogg, John Legend, and Takeoff. On paper, it sounds like a mess, but you have a beautiful you know, chorus by John Legend, a smooth intro by Snoop Dogg, and 
a dope verse from Takeoff. Like, One of the you most have... underrated songs on this album is for sure Rollin' with Future and Khalid. Absolutely, That bro. song is incredible. Like, this is where I like melodic Future. Like, when, when Future gets, like, in this sort of bag, it's absolutely over. And that 2017 Future is also super underrated as well. One of his best, like, forms in, like, absolutely. peak music. Really it's just, it's sad right to look at, like, how much everybody seemed to have enjoyed this album. Even though it's not as mainstream as it could have been. Like, I think it sold, like, 60,000 first week. But it's just sad to say that we had the opportunity to have another mega summer album last year. And it didn't pan out, bro. It like, didn't. the sequel... Was but atrocious. The, that's the thing that the sequel is never as good as the first one. You can't recapture a moment in time like that and make it as good, in my opinion. I Unless know, but just think about the memories you've had with a song like Slide, bro. Or something oh like Rolling, for example. Man. Yeah, June 30th, June, yeah, June 30th, 2017. I was still working at St. Peter Bagel, actually. Oh, fuck, new memory unlocked. Okay, let's actually go through this. Um, that was a big summer for me because uh, we were transitioning at the college, but it was one of my last summers ever working at St. Vieter. Um, and I used to love the summertime in Le Plateau because it's one of the most liveliest um, sort of areas in Montreal, especially for the summertime. You have a bunch of cafes. bunch of you parks. Have, you have a bunch of terraces as well. Mm. Um, very young culture as well, artsy too. And, you know, going through... Like my memories of working at St. Vitor Bagel, um, you know, in 2017, I was in that transition phase, you know, getting out of high school and like you're starting to discover yourself a bit more. And like, man, I used to work some shifts like 3 p.m. to 11 and like you're you're kind of fucking hot. You're sweaty because you're in this super, super like high temperature sort of bakery but like when you have this sort of album on bro everything goes right and like when i used to wash dishes or even like scrape down the dough machines or man i used to find some shit in there i'm not sure if i should say anything on <laughs> anything on the mic you do you have know? some wild stories <laughs> no, from I, I, I have some crazy fucking stories from that place uh, but you know just it was always a fun time in the summer because it gave me a sort of like extra push. What you were still working at Adonis? I was it? working at Adonis, bro. Yeah, I would literally be pushing carriages um, with my buddy John Luca, and we would be playing some fucking more life, bro, which also came out in 2017. Mm. And yeah, we'd be bumping that, or we'd be bumping Funk Wave Bounces Volume One, bro. That's a that big shit one was well. in rotation for sure. But I mean, yeah, it's just it's, it's cool when like you can attach music to certain memories just because. It makes it more special for you. You know what I mean? Like you look back on that music with an extra sort of dose of appreciation for it, I would say. Oh, yeah, know? absolutely. So. And this is what this album does for me. And I mean, I like that you brought this in because I was going to bring it in, but I figured that you'd probably have it within the recommendations part of things. And yeah, if you guys ever visit Montreal, please do yourselves a favor and actually try and stay in Le Plateau. It's actually a gorgeous area. There's a lot to do. It is. Um, it's not too busy. It's not like staying in the heart of downtown where it's just noise constantly. It gets nice and calm at night. And I have a lot of great memories from that. But listen, I think the last album I'm going to bring in today is actually going to be Kids by Mac Miller, nice. which dropped back in August of 2010. And when I think about the summer, this album first comes to mind. And this was actually his breakthrough project, the one that actually kicked off his first ever tour. Um, and I never really knew that. So that's a cool fact. But I mean, you have songs in here like Knock Knock, Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza, Nike's on My Feet. Senior Skip Day. Yeah, la, 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 la. You know, so many good songs. Don't mind if I do. The spins, bro. Yeah, what Traffic a song. in the Sky. And if you want to feel like a kid again go back to this album like i remember going to samuel morris with uh, my cousin and even you guys when we were younger and like we used to bump this all the time like this was on constant rotation and i'm not sure if you remember um the um uh, like the old mac miller hoodies where like he had like sort of like the kid on the front of it 
and then it had kicking incredibly dope shit on the sort of like spelt oh, out sound, that sounds like the album cover i'm not thinking about like the the shirt or hoodie no but. he used to have some fire merch i remember some kids in high school used to have it where like it was the old uh old mac miller logo i can't remember which one but like it was like this animated kid on it if you guys remember what it is go see if you could pick one up it's a super cool hoodie and then he used to have the incredible you know kicking incredible the incredibly dope shit excuse me right spelt out at the bottom which i always found fire but yeah just incredible shit on this uh, on this project going on to something like let's say nike's on my feet where you have that whole sample flip and actually i'm not sure if you knew this but he got a crazy lawsuit for that um back in 2012 where i, didn't I know. think yeah they used the, they used it and uh man they sued him they sued mac miller um rostrum and actually that piff for it and Sheesh, that um, they ended up settling out of court for it but still it's available to everyone if you want to go listen to it i thought they, i thought you didn't have to get uh, clearances on that piff that's interesting I'm not mm. sure why. Maybe because it got like that mainstream appeal. They ended Could up be. going after it. But yeah, it was uh, that Samples Q-Tips remix of The World Is Yours. Not as The World Is Yours. If you guys want to go check out the original version, not only that, but you get certain songs with sort of a hazier production, which is also good for the summer smoke sessions, like a Kool-Aid and frozen pizza, where if you just want to be sedated and eat, you know, drink Kool-Aid and eat frozen pizza <laughs> in the summer and feel like a kid again, fuck it, rip it and go for yeah. it, you know? I feel like, yeah, it's like the ultimate album if you're like in high school and you're just getting into hip-hop and you sort of, you know, you're trying your first drink or whatever it is, like this is the ultimate like party album um, if you're a young kid in high school. And it still has amazing replay value for me, um, despite Mac being at like this innocent stage. Well, I wouldn't say totally innocent, but like this more youthful stage in his career. Um, but I have another song that I want to bring in, and I couldn't do this episode without something from Anderson Park, so I decided to go with a song from his first ever album, which is called Venice. And everyone talks about Malibu and Oxner and Ventura, but Venice is a very underappreciated project. It's his debut album, mm-hmm. and it's the project that got actually the attention of Dr. Dre. That's so interesting. It, this I was, it was a huge stepping stone for him to get the attention of the doctor. But the song that I brought in is called Might Be. Um, and has this amazing, intoxicating female vocal that's sampled um, throughout the track. And it's sort of a song about, like, Anderson kicking it with his women, bro. Mm, like, he's cool. rapping about, like, bending her over sinks, smoking some blunts, <laughs> sipping some lean. Like, just doing whatever he wants to do as he's hanging out with her and trying to have a good time. And what I appreciate about this song is that... His performance is a bit more understated. Like his singing is low key. Mm-hmm. You have the sample that carries a lot of it. You do get like some harmonizing towards the end, but it's just a song that creates this mood um, that's hypnotizing to me, bro. And it's just the ultimate hangout music if you're in the car somewhere, if you're enjoying a view, whatever it is. Like it's cool. I hate saying background music, but it's it's cool to like play when you're doing shit or you're experiencing um, your beautiful surroundings. So. Is Malibu the best, like, summer album from Anderson? Yeah, I think so. I think you could say that. It's over know. Oxnard for sure. Like, know. Oxnard, I feel like, is more of, like, a no, fall Oxnard winter album. No, Oxnard is definitely summer vibes, bro. Go back and listen to, like, Smile Petty, bro, or, like, something like, um, I would say, Headlow. Like, those are definitely summer jams, I would say, in my opinion. But I'd go Malibu. Malibu's though. probably, yeah, more of the ultimate summer album. Um I have a few more. Do you have anything else you want to bring in? I could say one more if uh, if go if for you... it. Yeah, nothing else. I have regulate, bro. G Funk era by Warren G. Oh yeah, for sure. I had to bring this in, bro, just because again, it's not 2001, it's not Chronic, but it's G Funk in its purest form, bro. And like West Coast is what I associate summer to, especially with hip hop. And this album's production is fucking flawless, bro. From the funk samples and th- and synths to the thick groovy bass lines and just the laid back performances. Like if you guys are fans of Snoop Dogg, 
you'll see that Warren G sort of, I wouldn't say modeled, but was definitely influenced by the types of flows that Snoop had throughout his career. And you're getting that same presence. But what's cool too is that it's Warren G just rapping about growing up in Long Beach and sort of what he would see on the street and how he sort of tried to stay away from the gang banging. And that's what's cool too is that it's a G-Funk era that's not really embracing the gang life culture. Not only that, but, um, you know, I have sort of nostalgia when it comes to this album just because Regulate and songs like This DJ have been played around me since I was a kid. So those are songs that I love too. And he just does a great job of being a curator, bro. There's awesome skits on this track list. And you just have this wholesome energy from beginning to end. And it's also another super short track list, only like 11 songs. And I think that, yeah, it's probably a top five G-Funk album, in my opinion, bro. Really? You think so? It's really high up there. It's definitely up yeah. there in contention. Uh, but listen, just to end off the episode, I want you guys to unlock some new memories because I feel bad. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna end off with two more for you guys that have been bumping. Before, actually, I want to ask you something before we wrap up. But yeah, yeah. What, what are the two recommendations? Okay, uh, Walking on a Dream by Empire of the Sun. You obviously remember that song. Did you ever Walking... hear Wiz Khalifa's like, remix of that? Yes, I have. I think yeah. it's called The Thrill. That's a good one, too. That's a fire one. And then after that, Even Kids by MGMT. That's yes. a massive one for me as well. Like those are summer bangers. Like you could even, and then you have the classic ones like Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi and Mia Martina, the, bro. Your cousin yeah, was putting Mia me Martina's on. Mia Martina's hard for sure. Your cousin was putting me on to like he reminded me of like Latin Moon and the memories I had with that song playing that shit on the beach. Like she has some shit. You know bro. who's a goaded summer artist as well? Uh, what's his name? Gabriel Iglesias. Mm-hmm. He's a goaded like just summer artist. Yeah, even his know? dad Julio for sure. I never listened to Julio Iglesias. Pobre Diablo. That, that's yeah. a fucking yeah, bro. That's a album classic. or a song. 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 Let me put this. Yeah, um, but what I wanted to ask you was like, yeah, go for it. Obviously, we're in a stage where you know K. Tremine is going to be one of the albums of the summer. But let me ask you this: like, who is a rapper that you want to see make an album that's dedicated truly to like a summer vibe? Like, that's the consistent mood from start to finish. Who should make that album that hasn't already? In your opinion, tough um, question, but yeah, that's a tough question. Well, Kate Chimini is, is so fucking hyped. I, I really think that that's going to be great. What else? What else? And, and by the way, guys, just before I answer this question, 99.9% and obviously Bubba, like those are fantastic summer albums, but I've yeah. spoken about them already a bunch. So please do yourselves a favor. Those are actually probably my my most two played albums for summertime. Um, what would I go with? Who would I want to see make a completely... Don Tolliver, bro. Look at Loki make Ooh. a, good, a good, yeah. good vocalist, bringing some psychedelic production into it, gets dynamic at times. I feel like... He he does a really good job at bringing energy and presence on a track list. And even with something like Lovesick, it was a bit more subdued and, you know, sort of tempo. It was a lot slower. It was a slower burn. Something a bit more, like, lively, if I could say that. Like, I want to see Don Tolliver do that. I feel like he could be a good artist I to do it. I think Kid Cudi could also make, a, like, an amazing summer album. You don't feel like it'd be a bit cliche for him to do that? Yeah, how, how has he done it before, though? He hasn't. That's true. You know what I mean? I feel like that would just be, like, the safe answer. That would be that's what comes but, to yeah, mind. That's, that's it's literally a good the first guy well. that comes to mind. Uh, but listen, I, I'm super hyped up for this Kate Tremina track list. I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. But listen, I think that's going to wrap up today's episode, guys. Let me know. What do you guys like to bump in the summer? Is it a certain artist? Is it an album? Is it a, is it, is it a song? Excuse me. Let me know. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, leave us a five-star review if you can. 
And listen, go down to four stars. Maybe if you have some feedback, but no, <laughs> you know, no, no lower than that. You know, it helps us out. That's the minimum, yeah, guys. Yeah, all, all jokes aside, though, thank you so much for uh, supporting us on the podcast. We really appreciate you guys. Lou, any final words? Much love, guys. As Ant said at the beginning, every Tuesday, new episodes. Stay tuned for all of that. And uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll do a part two to this as the summer heats up. Like the best music of the summer so far. Absolutely. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.